I was like, I can't tell if you're drinking like a smoothie or like chocolate milk because you're blue. <laughs> I know. Zoom has a filter on my computer for my camera for some reason. I don't have it on though. Um, oh, let me start this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Right Amount of Unhinged, a podcast where a couple best friends talk about whatever we want. Sorry, I forgot our intro. Um, I'm drinking um, Naked Juice's Blue Machine, which is just, okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's purple in real life, but it's everything just looks muted and blue on my. You straight camera. up woke up today and you said all iPhone 65. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all blue, everything. Yeah. Um. So we had a topic per my notes, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not going to discuss that. We're we're apparently discussing therapy. We um, love therapy. Therapy's great. I don't know if you're being sarcastic or not. No, I've been a huge. I have been a huge proponent of therapy for like over a decade. Years for years, like, like literally over a decade at this point. I just thought like right love now. You, I just right. I thought like right now, <laughs> like you're like no. Sarcastic. We love therapy. Okay, we love therapy. Therapy is why I'm on drugs, and they're good drugs. They're not like crack cocaine. They're like real prescribed drugs. That make me able to go to the grocery store by myself at 7 a.m. So, you know, we love we love therapy. Right. Yeah. Therapy has caused me to um actually went out by myself today. Cause apparently How I'm because I'm also getting like very homebody to the point where it's just like <laughs> not healthy anymore for me. Um so my therapist has been this new one, because I've been this is my third one now within the last how many years I've been going to therapy, and she's just like uh kudos to her because she's like you need to get out of the house <laughs> you need to get out of the house you, know, you didn't get out of the house like you think this is fine but it's not i'm like oh okay so i'm also an advocate for therapy though it took me a while to go but that's mm-hmm. a different story <laughs> it takes everybody it's a different journey for everybody some people are able to go when they're younger and kind of have that through their lives some people can't encroach that until they're you know into adulthood my mother went to therapy in when she turned like 50 she went to therapy so like everybody has a different journey everybody has a different like there's no like time frame that needs to apply or like when you need to do it you just you do it when it's right also everyone just needs to go to therapy everyone (laughs) needs to go to therapy if you are listening to this you are not excluded you need therapy there is something that you need to work out there are things you are or are not aware of you need to go to therapy so just go to therapy and it's like so easy now. I feel like there's like especially like teletherapy. Like you don't have to go anywhere. Like you can just like log onto your computer or your phone and just like talk to someone for an hour, um, or forty five minutes, whatever. Um, I don't like. I don't know therapy. I know a bunch of, not a bunch, a handful of people's parents now in therapy. I'm like, wow. <laughs> if, if if parents went to therapy in their younger years. We oh wouldn't be... be so well adjusted. Yeah. We wouldn't therapy be... wouldn't be this like necessary thing. <laughs> right. We'd be so like, or like it's just like a maintaining thing, maintaining your sanity. <laughs> like some of the sanity. Um also COVID fucked up like everyone. So like everyone should be in therapy right now. <laughs> like everyone should be in therapy because I like have no memory. So I don't know if I just said this while we were recording or before we were recording. <laughs> But literally, like, and it's been, what, seven minutes of, like, just on Zoom? I don't, I don't remember. I don't even think it's that long. <laughs> what, what? Yeah. I don't even think it's been that long. But um, 
Yeah, I went out today because my therapist was like, you need to get the fuck out of the house. She was like, your homework for the week is to like go to the coffee shop that you go to and just sit there. And I did this morning. <laughs> okay, good for you. I did this morning because I, I had a day off today. I don't have therapy today. So I had it Monday. So now I'm like a week and a half. I don't have therapy, which throws me off a bit, but yeah. I'm working on it. No, we like routine. We like schedule. We like consistency. I'm like type A. I'm an accountant. Like I need like that's and that she was like, okay, break that and put something in the middle and go out. I was like, all right, I guess. I did feel better. Like meanwhile, I told my girl I'm like borderline agoraphobic, and like if not for the like support structure that I have around me that wants to like leave the house and do things, and like the fact that I need to like go to the store and buy stuff and I have like a crippling shopping addiction I would just simply not leave my home she was like at least you leave your home so like that's fine yeah you're you're lucky that like people around you are like get the fuck out of yeah yep if y'all did not make me leave I would not leave people were not like you're doing this thing I'd be like that's fine I'll stay home for just days on end that's that's okay I know and I haven't like scheduled something with you in a while and I'm like I need to get her out of the house So we should schedule something for this. I go grocery shopping now. I'm all housewifey and I like go to the store by myself. I am violently codependent. So like that's more of a problem to me than the Well, that's an issue. Well, that's that's the issue. I have no problem being agoraphobic. I'm like, just leave me alone. Just leave me alone in my house. That's fine. But the like the codependency is like most definitely a problem. And I'm like, well, it is what it is. I I mean, it couldn't it it doesn't have to be what it is. But that's, you know, that's therapy. (laughs) That's therapy. That's therapy. No, we should we should schedule something because we haven't seen each other in I don't even know how long, dude. Like in person, city. literally. Yeah, when was city. that? Like, <laughs> dude, I don't know. It's on streaming now, so I'm like, oh, it's probably been a while. We should probably go to like Matua. <laughs> um, not to. <laughs> I'm going today by myself. I'm hanging out today to, with myself. I love that. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I'm violently jealous, but like, good for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'll go. To, I haven't been to Matua in like forever, and like. Again, I have this thing where I like, again, this might be just my Filipino background, but like doing stuff by myself, I feel guilty because like, it, like you know, because I'm just like, well, mm-hmm. if no one these people me, would enjoy going with you, like, right. And like, we don't ever go, but I'm yeah. going by myself. So I feel yeah. guilty. But other, but I mean, like, if I wait for everyone, I'm going to be waiting forever. So yep. like, yep. You know, I don't, for you. I don't like, well, that's therapy review is working right now. <laughs> Because I got out of the house, I was like, oh, I, I miss doing this by myself. Because I go to the movies by myself. I do that every yeah. so often. But, like, I don't know. It's also because of him. Where is he? Where is he? Oh, look at him. Oh, he heard me. Beautiful baby. That I made him an excuse. And I've told that to my parents. I was like, I don't want to make him an excuse. But he is an excuse <laughs> for me to stay home. And she's like, he'll be fine. I'm like, no, I know he'll be fine. <laughs> I but... understand that objectively, but it doesn't matter. Right. Like if he if he liked the car, like that's a whole different story. <laughs> like I'm bringing him everywhere, yep. um, but he doesn't. So but again, before him, I'd be no problem. Like I would still feel guilty, but I'd just be at Mitzvah randomly <laughs> just because I can or like at the coffee shop. Yeah. But now it's like I have to like revert back to that. I'm like, I didn't even know it got to this point. And that's why yeah. therapy exists. <laughs> Every five minutes. Dude, like, this it creeps up on therapy. you. All of a sudden, you can't do anything by yourself anymore, and you just stay home, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." And then I'm like, oh, "Wow!" This is, I'm like, "This is why the people that I work with 
work from home because we're all just used to it. And I'm like, oh, this isn't healthy. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but yeah, I'm going, I, I should be going after this if I just, like, I, the act of just, like, stepping out of my house yeah. is, like, yeah. that is, is right now is, like, okay, like, I could stay home and, like, do other things at home, but I already did this morning. Which yeah. Is why, this is why I'm taking, like, Fridays off because I'm, like, all right, let me get everything done. And now I don't have an excuse not to leave the house. I love that. You gotta just, when we end, you gotta just get up and go. Yeah, and like, no thought. No thought. In yeah, my head. yep. But the other problem is, like, I shouldn't be spending money right now. <laughs> like, I should Yeah, but you don't need to, like, go buy stuff. You could just, like, oh, go eat I... and, like, look around. Oh, but I also chronically just spend money. <laughs> well, sure. Hi. Yeah, like, so, we're and we both just enable each other, so it doesn't, like, work. <laughs> in our favors um, i went and spent like 400 dollars at costco this morning like yeah costco is dangerous i haven't been in like months because i'm like i'm not ready to drop 300 dollars for no reason right now they have the holiday disney stuff the halloween and the christmas and i bought them okay they're really cute and i really am not sorry okay so like things happened and then i also bought that this giant thing of croissants for like five dollars and i was like i love croissants and i bought them <laughs> Their croissants are good. Just plain croissants. Yeah, dude, they were yeah. really good. I love them. They're croissant. pretty good. Um, I, I also bought three 72 count boxes of coffee because they had different you, flavors. And I was like, yeah. I was like, but you, you like go through that like nothing. I, I like don't. <laughs> so yeah, that would last me like five years. <laughs> no. Months um, at best. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I don't that's... even think it's gonna last months. I say that no, I would be you're... shocked if this lasts months. Like a couple of months. I like want to write down that I bought how much coffee I bought today and like see how much I still have. Yeah, and just yeah, you you should. Just so I don't you know, know that I want to face that though. Like, just <laughs> so you know how much caffeine you input like into your body. <laughs> so like that's not a reliable test because I also make um. I I make cold brew almost yeah. daily, and then I have the Stoke or whatever pumpkin cold brew because like yeah. mm, that's really good. I mm-hmm. also have all those, and then I also we have the like drink thing from Panera because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like violently addicted to the manic episode in the cup. Um, and so I drink those, and they have all the sugar and caffeine. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so that is not a reliable test, and I don't know that anyone should ever look at on paper the quantity of caffeine i consume just on a daily basis i mean it keeps you it keeps your brain functioning so i I like you know it keeps me from having like manic or depressive episodes so like that's great it's also i need it for my brain because the scars that's what i'm saying that keeps your brain the caffeine like yeah it just makes the blood vessels move so like like, i drink caffeine like someone drinks you know like water (laughs) yeah no because i drink a lot of water too you do very good about that you do um, therapy therapy um there are different types of therapy i don't know where where this conversation is going but i just do talk therapy i know there's like a different like you know like exercise and like other therapies though i did exercise during therapy once that's my, crazy you said that the one day and i was like all right like- it was weird because she was like and she was like i know this is weird I won't be looking at you. Don't worry. I'm like, all right, great. But it was just like to tense my muscles and then release it so that the tension would like leave. Okay. In like different spots. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. this actually did help, which was fine. But I was like, sure. 
she's like we're not doing that again don't worry like this is just for no. your own because also that one time i didn't know what to talk about during therapy i was like i have no idea like i don't need this right now but like i know i need it you know yeah yeah to go so she's like all right well we'll just do this i was like all right i guess all right i guess but i don't do that i'm just like just give me a 45 minute like talking space and i can do that but other people need like i know they're like horse like animal therapy like I yeah specifically like, horses ugh. Yeah, equine therapy is a big one. I don't know if I can subscribe to that. Um, as a person, like, no, I have so much anxiety that like I'm just gonna make the horse nervous. Like I'm just gonna make the horse so uncomfortable the whole time. Like that's so mean <laughs> to already make a very large anxious animal to like deal with my anxiety. Like I have two dogs that I've ruined. Like that's fine. <laughs> Seriously. Don't it make just, me do it to a horse. It transfers over to the horse or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, that's fine. Also, sorry. So, this is also why I need therapy. I, a lot of millennials don't like talking on the phone. Unless it's, like, for no. work. Like, if I'm clocked yeah. in, I'm clocked even in. Even then. Like, like, yeah, even then, I, it would, like, last minute. If someone else can take the phone call for me, I will. Like, But it, it takes, like a while for me to muster up like okay like i need to schedule the call which which helps because i don't want to like cold call people i hate that shit oh i hate cold calling yeah uh and work that's you know i can usually schedule it but like so how does food i get like farmer's dog for him he his food didn't get delivered to my address even though it said it was delivered i was like well i'm running low so like i need the fucking food um i don't know if you've heard of axel hire like if they've delivered for you so some companies instead of you using like ups or fedex or whatever will just hire from axel hire and it's like third it's just individuals driving around oh, okay packages, okay which is cool because then more just random people will just have work and if yeah they, whatever fine and it's just delivering packages and not like an uber so you guess it's just like for the people that don't want to talk to people um <laughs> literally my pin is like here my building he delivered it to the complex across from me on the other side to another same building number. So thankfully, I like I think like you can see where it dropped. Like they had the pin of where it dropped, which was like, you know, three blocks away. So I was like, okay. And within like five minutes, I got in my car. I was like, well, at least like I know where it is. <laughs> so yeah. I just like pick it up and like leave and like yeah. whatever. Literally, I got the text that was delivered. I looked outside. It had to be at least just five minutes. I drive to the place. It's already inside the person's house. <laughs> it's already there. I'm like, fuck. So I don't mind face-to-face, but I hate calls. So no one is answering the door. Like, I stood there for a good five minutes, and I was like, all right, this is getting creepy. I'm just going to leave. And then it took me a good, like, half an hour to just be like, okay, I have to, like, call someone <laughs> like i have to call yeah because yeah they had an app so obviously i did the whole texting route first like uh like yeah. they, you know they had zendesk so like you know i did that like slowest fucking thing so i was like well yeah. fuck me i guess it's fine anything like if there's any texting whatever then i fucking called and it was so awkward lo and behold they can't do anything but they did say that the driver clearly did not put it in front of my building and the driver was just not responding. So it was just a shitty driver I got. Whatever, it's fine. So then I had to go call fucking Farmer's Dog. But oh. thankfully, as soon as I called Farmer's Dog, they were like, do you want to text instead? 
if if yes, yes. Yeah, like press one I was like absolutely yes thank you yes I finally got a farmer's dog today so I got rescheduled or like whatever but I was like I don't know what it is with millennials because I also was having a conversation with my friend last night but we hate fucking speaking on the phone yeah <laughs> like it's yeah. just so traumatic from the days of yeah. like no caller ID just pick up the fucking phone the landline like all that shit I'm just like well whereas like Kate will be like I'd rather call I'm like I'd rather kill <gasps> myself yeah no yeah if I have to call for something like <laughs> if I have to call for something I will sweat about it and then call and be like hi I'm so sorry my name's Ashley I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm like the most pleasant like I know it's not my fault they're correcting my thing but I'm like I'm so sorry like mm-hmm. this is so annoying they're like no it's fine I'm like all right I'm like, sorry like so are you mad at me now because I'm sorry <laughs> like, I'm sorry that like I need you to do your job for like five seconds I know this I'm is so shitty, sorry but like please <laughs> I just need my mm-hmm. dog's food he's like running mm-hmm. low oh my god but um I haven't tackled that in therapy yet the phone anxiety I just can't do it unless again it's work I'm clocked in I'm like I have to just do this yeah but again I'm like high enough where I'm like can you call <laughs> you call you do you it call. Someone you else. do it anyone yeah. else but yeah but like things I don't think about but then I'm like oh I do have anxiety still <laughs> I refuse to have my dosage so like there are certain like levels of anxiety that like I have opted to just like live with and um I only have therapy once a month for 30 minutes um and like it's really just to like discuss like okay like what are like the big problems what can you do about them what do you plan to do about them? Should we increase your medication? You're and like, the yeah. answer is almost always yes. We should increase the medication. However, I shan't. I increased the medication for like a couple weeks and I was miserable. I'm literally on the like almost lowest dose you can be on. And I refuse to do anything higher because like there is a level of anxiety. Like I'm just content to live with. Like, listen, I'll be honest with you. The anxiety isn't what necessarily makes me codependent. I'm just kind of codependent. I grew up, I'm, I'm just, I'm just codependent. So Period. I can be codependent <laughs> with like without a personality or I can be codependent and fun at least where people at least want to spend the time with me. So I've opted to remain fun and to stay just a riddled ball of anxiety. Cause like, sure, up my medication. Can I then drive somewhere for more than seven minutes? Yeah, most definitely. But then I arrive and no one fucking wants me there. Cause I'm like, I'm just apathetic. I'm just a walking apathy mannequin and nothing matters to me i sincerely don't care because without the anxiety i don't care about literally anything that is yeah yeah okay that's fine and like that's like that's like where i'm at with antidepressants because uh i think i showed you my fucking um, what my therapist yeah. like whatever like manic depressive what is it mdd whatever that is depressive disorder so i'm like yep. all right well it's like officially like in paper i mean like uh, we all knew like it wasn't but like just seeing it out in a in a spelled out manner mm-hmm. um is different obviously for the psyche but of course i've been toying around with medication because now a bunch of my friends are aside from you i've heard like so many people are right now and like they're pretty content but i'm also like well (laughs) well i'm also an immigrant like from an immigrant family (laughs) so i have to get over that like stigma and just the stigma in general of just being on medication for 
mental illness, which again, mm-hmm. it's it's less than being from an immigrant family. Yeah. But also I'm like, not that I'm like fun, but like, I don't know if I'm going to be super, I, I do tend to be indifferent is my go-to usually anyway, but like, I can't imagine being even more. But that may be your imbalance causing you to be the indifference and you may on medication find a renewed interest in things because on the on the dose that i'm on for lexpro love lexpro i'll name it uh fucking hold a sign or a t-shirt that says i love lexapro. a lot of people on a, fun a lot of people on lexapro i love lexapro lexapro is great guys if you haven't tried it try it <laughs> if you didn't know. get some aftermarket lexapro find that your you know day functions better um but like i am on a very low dose of lexapro and like it literally just helps me manage the edge because I am just, I am afraid of everything. Everything makes me anxious all of the time. Any, any situation arises, I need to, I'm running out of milk for my coffee. Great. I'm anxious. I'm just anxious. It's just a side effect of being me and yeah, having truly. to live truly. my life. It's just anxiety. And like I said, like I tried a higher dose and like, that's what fucked me up. Like, Hey, I had no anxiety, but that's because I didn't care about anything. You know, I tried a lower dose. I have now fucked around in the time that I've been on Lexapro with a few different dosages just to see, like, is it worth it for me? Like, does it, you know, what has the right balance that I'm looking for? And this dose that I'm on has the balance that I'm looking for. Like sure in a year, well, I maybe have to go up again because I'll be used to it. Maybe. But like, I, you know, I tried that higher dose and that's where the apathy came in. And without that higher dose, I do not have an apathy issue. I, there are some things that I am apathetic about, but that's mostly just because I'm a narcissistic fucking douchebag. But like, in general, I'm rarely apathetic. Look at the things I surround myself with. I derive joy in almost everything. But like with the wrong dosage, nothing matters. Nothing's fun. I... You know, my prescriber, who's the one who gives me the pills, was like, it doesn't make any sense that you're like more depressed and apathetic on a higher dose. You should be doing better on a higher dose. And I was like, but I'm not. And I'm not willing to wait months for it to be better. I'm not I'm not interested in that, you know, not for nothing. I I tried the dose. I bought a new house. You know, I ended up newly engaged. I have a new puppy. Not the time to be apathetic for like an extended period of time. But like, I, you know, am able to manage emotions that like I couldn't manage before significantly better on Lexapro. So like the likelihood that your, you know, MDD is what's causing you to have this constant indifference could like it's a very high likelihood that it will be countered and balanced by a medication, you know, better, you know, distributing all of the little I picture a little like balls. <laughs> just it's just electricity in our fucking brain. Yeah. Um. No, I get that, but I also feel like I am counteracting my anger with indifference internally. So mm-hmm. instead of getting angry, I'm just indifferent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, because I, I mean, people that know me, I have anger management just issues. Just like it's not out and about. Like if you you wouldn't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> you wouldn't know until you're like around me and like you know me like for a long period of time it's just like pure anger in my brain um so i have to figure that out 
it probably would help being on vacation my anger probably the drugs because it'll help counteract the anger the irrational misplaced anger would probably be tempered by the drugs that can move things along correctly and smoothly and then you would find that you don't have as much space taken up by the anger and indifference and like other emotions can exist in that tiny space yeah well i love drugs yeah prescribed um just don't no one take that out of context <laughs> right Fuck it, make it a clip who gives a shit <laughs> i don't fucking care what do i have to lose not like i have a job <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah i don't know but i mean like when uh i haven't been angry in a while which scares me which is good obviously for people but then that just means like what what's going wrong like up you know in your brain that's prohibiting you from just, getting angry and just which is just like also like therapy <laughs> therapy like that's why i go to therapy um to figure that shit out because uh my anger management i mean it, it's been it's better i don't actually i have no idea is it better than before mm. <laughs> like, yeah since no you've idea. had the dog you've had a, a better okay. outlet for like your energy to be oh, expelled okay. And dealing with a dog and caretaking and having that shift in mentality and focus in your life, like that absolutely contributes. Yeah. So, which I'm just curtailing around it. It's it's better. So, I'm not going to deal with it. But therapy. (laughs) Therapy. I don't know. Now, listen, you knew me in my 20s. I was like super anti drugs, you know, because I was like so scared. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was so scared that I was going to lose. You know, what I liked about me that like, yes, I was going to lose the things that I hated, but like, I was so terrified that I was going to lose what I actually did like about myself. So I was super anti-drugs and I was like, CBT, that's it. Fucking cognitive behavioral therapy. That's it. Um, Nothing else. And then I, you know, finally grew up in my thirties and was like, it's uh, 10 years of trying, failing really shows that like, it's probably nothing I can do on my own anymore. Yeah, let's talk about that because like the the issue that I've always had again in my twenties, even earlier, because you knew me when I was like nineteen. Um, it's it's I think with the majority of people, it's like I don't know who I'm gonna be out after I seek help, and like that's the scary part for me. I mean, me included, because I think that was like one of the things I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't know. Who the f- I don't want to know who the fuck that is. But obviously, like, you kind of have to try at least um otherwise you can always stop it like that's the thing yeah. these are not forever altering mm-hmm. like you, you know? can you can literally stop like i've stopped therapy for a few months mm-hmm. maybe almost a year because i was like i'm over it um i'm cured yeah i'm temporary cured so let me just like figure this shit out by myself and of course like that's not now i know that that wasn't the <laughs> answer anybody unsure that's not how it works that's not how it ever works yeah like you don't but, just get better. Yeah, without maintaining. It's different if, like, there are rare occasions where, like, people stop therapy and they, like, maintain it by themselves. And that's just, like, it's fine. It's it's doable. But, like, for the majority of people that are, like, mentally ill consistently and constantly, like, that's not... That's why there are people out there to help you. But, again, t- uh, it, a lot of people don't do that. And I know a lot of people don't do that because, one, it's hard to find a therapist that you like. Fine. But if you don't try, then you're not going to know type situation. And number two, like, it's, it's like, well, I don't know who I'm going to be after that. And like, if the joy is taken on my, 
existence um nine times out of ten it's probably you're probably gonna be fine if there are things you don't like you change them if you find that as you are going through this process as you are trying medications there is not just one medication lexapro wasn't actually going to be the stop for me it was just the start i just happened to respond really well on lexapro i liked it and i immediately put my foot down i was like i'm not doing anything else and they're like, well, we could try, you know, we had to look at, I, you know, I don't care about talking about it. I had a, I had severe anorexia for like majority of my life. And that doesn't ever get better. It's called an organic disorder. So it never heals and it never stops. It is something that you just have for the rest of your life. And like, when I'm very stressed, I will find that like, you know, eight hours will go by and I'm like, oh God, I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten anything. And it's not because I made the active choice to not eat and control that, but it's my brain's way. Like my brain knows that like, oh, well, like when we're having a hard time, we have the ability to control this aspect. So we simply won't eat and I won't get hungry. I won't feel hungry. Nothing. I can just ignore the need to eat for a long time. Mm -hmm. So my first concern when they, you know, were like, let's get you on meds. Like, let's look at them. They couldn't even prescribe them right away because I had to sit down with them and on my own go through every possible side effect that exists and every possible outcome and uh, like a butt ton of different studies for what it did to people with their appetites and their weight changes. Did it cause weight gain? Did it cause rapid weight gain? Did it cause, you know, appetite increase? Did it cause an appetite decrease? Did it cause, you know, what I had to go through all of those things for multiple different drugs and Lexapro had nothing really conclusive. Some people mentioned weight gain, some people mentioned appetite increase, but there were people that mentioned appetite decrease, which became a big fear for me. And I don't know if you remember when I started Lexapro, I lost weight. You lost so much weight. Yeah. I lost so much weight because the introduction, my system is so delicate because I don't take any medication. Like y'all, I'm saying I don't take Advil when I have a headache. No, I just don't take anything that's not, you know, organic and natural. And so the introduction to that drug to my system immediately wrecked everything. I was a mess. I, I didn't eat. I couldn't eat. I got nauseous. I just, I couldn't sleep right. Like I was fucked up and I was like, all right, like I had to make the decision of like, am I going to see this through or am I going to cut it prematurely? Mm-hmm. I chose to see it through. And now I have maintained, I have been a hundred pounds for probably at least a month now, which like, that which doesn't sound good. like anything to normal no, people, but I, like, well, for us, that means it's good. That means being a five foot four anorexic, a hundred pounds is huge. That's a celebratory. Yeah. Like you can't see my bones for the most part. You can't see, <laughs> I have like that little pouch on your tummy now that you get as like, an adult woman where like your organs are like actually inside of you and protected. <laughs> good. And like, I have organs that you can't see anymore. And like, that's all huge. And like that, it it took time. And like the beginning was terrible. And it was a really fucked up rough journey. And then when I tried the increase on medication, I went right back to that really rough journey. I lost weight again. I could not sleep to save my fucking life. I couldn't sleep right. And I, I you know, like I said, I gave that a little bit of time, saw that I remained incredibly apathetic came back down to the lower dosage and now my anxiety is tempered and I yawn all the time. That's I that's my big walk away with Lexapro. I fucking yawn all the time. It doesn't matter if I slept 12 hours. It doesn't matter, matter if I'm having a great time. I will simply yawn all day, every day. And like it has checks and balances. There are things oh, that yeah. it works better for, things that it doesn't. Yeah. Um and also 
no one mind me if I'm like laughing or like smirking. It's only because like I know you for so I've known you for so long that it's just like your mental health journey has been such like a I don't know if it's joy is the word for me to, to really just no it's very inspiring um and I didn't mean to be sappy on this podcast today but I mean like the fact that you're a hundred pounds for more than even like a couple of weeks like I've known you and you're like 80 not to like to, like you know put that out in the world but like I laugh about it now because I'm like Jesus like we it feels like a an eternity <laughs> like mm-hmm. and it's only been like 10 years of our lives but like yep. the the ups and downs and just like now the stability that we both have granted it's not like the best but like we just it's grew still up. stability it, yep. we just grew up we're, we're yeah. adults now <laughs> yeah it took turning 30 um to realize it which I mean 20s i feel like are just chaotic in general so Dude, the fact that yes. we got out of it i think is just like uh, that's why it feels like a lifetime because like we at points in our lives thought that we wouldn't see the next decade your um, 20s determine how hard you age <laughs> for the rest yeah. of your life <laughs> right because i think now like the stability helps but uh but again i think <laughs> again it doesn't seem like a big thing like weight gain and everything for many people that are like mentally stable but like it's just like incredible <laughs> it's neurotypicals are like oh you're 100 pounds like that's neat i'm like isn't it right like that's great because like yeah. i i'm sick you know yeah. and like i my heart breaks for like all the you know younger kids that are going through that time now and like i only hope that like they face their struggle and continue to grow out of it because the worst thing you can do i mean i make we make fun of people all the time when we see people in their 30s now that like have not fucking left that early 20s oh yeah they and like high school that's the same people that's like, the deci- they- like you've got to look forward to that you've got to work through that you know as two people that thought they'd be dead before their 30s like you have to <laughs> spend that time looking to like <laughs> what kind of adult you want to be you know, at, <laughs> fuck it. I'll put it all out on here. You know, I've already talked about anorexia. I was a fucking alcoholic too, y'all. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, yeah. Like, that's also why, like, it's such a joy to see this because, like, even when I was, like, I, I'm, like, a couple years younger than her. I don't know if that's also a thing that I haven't disclosed in this podcast, but I'm younger. Um, But <laughs> to to be younger than you and to, for you to, 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 to go through your addiction addictions to different things throughout the years or whatever um and then are now like never hard drugs y'all i'm just saying that's not not, but but i feel like i feel like with just like knowing and you know i could be addicted to i'm not addicted to anything like drugs or alcohol or anything or like smoking or anything but like just having like other minor addictions of like retail therapy and like other stuff like at least now you know like your limits like I feel like when we were younger it was just like the wild wild west for the both of us and I didn't know any better I was like she's just living her life I don't know the fuck she's doing like whatever but then in hindsight I'm like how the fuck did we even survive dude dude yeah like because even when I mean again I'm not addicted to anything like hard but uh addictions I feel like there's like once you're done with one, you latch onto another thing. Mm-hmm. But I think now we know that limit more than yep when we were like 
19, 20, 21, oh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. But, 20s, you just trade an addiction for an addiction. You just yeah, keep swapping whatever. them out until you find one. Some are healthier than others and some are more manageable than mm-hmm. others, but you just trade anything can be an addiction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, while you're talking about like uh, people or us not seeing the next decade pretty much like we were just gonna like off ourselves at some point um so any of my family that's listening i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry but it's also not a secret so um i was gonna say my whole family knows that like i'm like wow i'm in my 30s that's crazy yeah and like, my mom the other day i was like i'll never pay off this house i'll die first i'm just gonna die first she was like stop i thought we were past that i was like i didn't say i was gonna do it i'm just probably gonna die the world's a terrible place right now like i don't have right. any expectations to be in my 50s like right. i'm just gonna die because there's nothing that's gonna happen that's good right so so for someone that hasn't and we've had this conversation before for someone for me not like not looking forward into the next decade now like I, when i was younger i was like oh yeah like maybe in i have my five-year plan but never like a next decade like plan mm-hmm. now it's weird because now i'm like i'm in this for the long run <laughs> dude like dude and, literally and now that like it it's such a weird psyche to be in because when i was like when we were 20 in our 20s like relationships friendships were like what kept me going and now that like i'm in my 30s it's still it still is but it's a different function now and i was like in i've been in like the grieving phase of that for the past like few months which is what i am also going to therapy for because like when you when you weren't looking forward into the future into your future into like being and existing you are living for like the day right like you're living for whatever works and survives for your day but then when everything changes and now you're looking forward and then you see everything changing around you finally you're just like in a hell hole <laughs> like you're just absolutely you don't know what to do so i am not saying it's easy obviously and he's going to sleep i love watching him i'm just <laughs> I'm always watching him yeah um but also that's like the side effect of like getting better is like finding now that like whatever you have lived for is now different and how to correct not correct that but like translate it to something else is also like the biggest struggle because now it's just like our priorities have changed everywhere where can you fit yourself in wherever but but now now that i'm in it for the long run uh fingers crossed if nothing mentally (laughs) if i don't have another like big breakdown somewhere (laughs) Um, and even if you do, you work. You'll work through it. You'll one, find I mean, what one would hope. Led yes. to it. Yeah. Yeah. No. For sure. I mean, one would hope. Also, like with mental illness, like yes, we are better. I am better. I'm like you know dealing with it with the best I can. But like, you never know. You know, I'm not saying I would. I'm not saying I would. But like, you never know. I'm not like holding out for. That. I think a thing that's important for especially like mentally ill people to like <laughs> the extent that we're ill. Um, talking about sewer slide um it's honestly call it ideation for, <laughs> ideation yeah, it's honestly ideation. it's important for us because yeah. like it is something that dominated so much mental space for such a long time because we were you know for as unwell as we are now we were significantly worse when we were younger <laughs> and i think all of the like therapy teachings that tell you like oh like you can't make those jokes you can't talk about it and like i 
you know, I don't for a couple years, like on and off, tried that. And I was like, all right, like maybe I'll try not to like make those jokes and like try not to think about that. Like that is not a one size fits all. Sometimes like knowing, cause like I'll speak, you know, like I said, for myself and like, I don't mind putting everything on the table when it comes to like mental health. I feel like I've been like a big, like all yeah. on the table advocate for like a long time of my life. Yeah, where I'm just like, fuck yeah, like here's all my problems. Here's shit that I've done and wanted to do. Cause like, I don't care. Like if it's, if it's embarrassing, I'm not the only person that ever had that thought. I'm not the only person that ever went through that. And if like one person can like hear what I'm saying and be like, oh, like, okay. Like maybe it can be like, okay. That like, I, I thought about this or tried this or like, whatever. But like the, it's not a one size fits all of like, well, you can't talk about that. You can't joke about that. You can't think about that. And it's like, well, when you suffer from depression, anxiety, who are, you know, big parts of it is intrusive thought, that shit pops up all of the fucking time. All of the time. Over, like, sometimes real shit, but, like, a lot of times over, like, fucking inconveniences because, like, you never expected to be here still. Like, you never expected yeah. to face this inconvenience. So it's like, well, I could just kill myself and, like, then that wouldn't be a problem anymore. Yeah, like, uh... It's lit- and like it could just be. I tell my therapist all the time. I'm like, my brain just goes. I'm. I could be just watching TV. I could just be like washing dishes. I could just be like playing my dog and I'd be like, you know what would be great right now, <laughs> not to be here, and that's just like mental illness. You know like, what we that's should just do like, today? Go into my car, drive into traffic, like into traffic, and then we would be done. But I also know now that I don't want that. Like, you know, like uh, that and that in itself is like me combating those intrusive thoughts, which, you know, younger me would have been like, all right, let's take a drive. <laughs> let's just see what happens. <laughs> like, but I mean, again, it's a daily in and out struggle thing that I mean, you know I'm not ashamed to admit mm-hmm. being a people pleaser is what has saved my life because at times my brains were like, you should oh, just totally well- like drive and drive. I'm like, oh my God, that'll like totally mess up like their day in their life. And, like, what if they, oh. what if like they lose their license and like they can't drive anymore? Like, how are they going to have a job? <laughs> like, I thought people you were going- pleaser over road. <laughs> I, oh, I, I thought you were saying, because then my thing is like, the people that know me, I would feel bad for. That's where my people pleasing oh. comes in, where it's like, well, I don't want to deal. I don't want them to deal with the aftermath. Everyone would be like, miserable if I died. So, like, <laughs> right? Yeah, that doesn't have to combat. My brain's like, well, yeah, like, well, I'll be sad. Their lives will never be the same. Like, sucks to be them, but you don't have to deal with it. It's not really your problem anymore. <laughs> but then that's where that's where my brain overrides it. Where it's like, oh, if if this actually happened, like everyone's lives that I affect, not to like toot my own horn, but like you know my situation. It's just like, well. And, like, not even because of what you contribute physically and monetarily, like, whatever. Like, just because of what your existence contributes. The contribution of you being a person would, like, being removed would upend, you know, so many lives. A lot of things. Um, Which I'm grateful for. Which I don't think about, obviously. But, like, when the the moments where it is bad, I'm like, oh, wait. (laughs) like there is some impact around my community that i've i've built that could detrimentally just fuck up a lot of lives and you the same i'm not saying i'm the only one in the situation but like it's oh i would like i would royally fucking destroy (laughs) at least like six people's lives (laughs) and i'd I'd orphan my children i could never not my (laughs) precious boys 
Right, right. Like I understand I, they have a dad and he could be a single parent, but remove me from the context and they're simply orphaned. <laughs> but right, like, yeah, it, it would just be like detrimental. Faz which... will get adopted. He's really cute. Tucker, nobody's <laughs> gonna want Tucker. Nobody's gonna want him. <laughs> um uh, I, I think a lot of the younger and I'm not saying because they're younger that they don't know better, but it's also just like your brain isn't fo- fully formed till you're twenty five. So it's really hard when you hear. That's why everything feels like it gets worse at 25 and 27. Because yeah. your brain has like finally like it's settled into what it is. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It, and like science is so fucking real, y'all. Like science is absolutely real. Whoever is telling you science is not real is like fake. The earth is flat and science is real. Right. Right. <laughs> it's not flat. Um, <laughs> We've discussed this before. Yeah, we we've done that podcast. It's not a like, snow can, globe. No, no, it, there's no like. Fucking, yeah, I don't know what episode, but um, yeah, so twice twenty five to twenty, I would say eight for me, was just mm-hmm. absolute shit. Mm-hmm. I could not. It was such brain fog and just like absolutely just like could not get out of that fucking forest. And then all of a sudden one day I was like, oh, it wasn't uh-huh. that serious. Like life was never that serious. <laughs> It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy how humanity is and the brain and everything and how the fuck we know nothing about the brain is crazy. Like it just happens. It happens to everyone. But again, it's so it's so sad when it's like younger people. Because like, uh, it's right, like honestly, kind of, it breaks my heart all yeah. of the time thinking about like you lives. know, yeah. Kids are going through shit and like you know, look, there was the big wave of like the it gets better for, you know, gay kids when we were younger. And it's like, just like legitimately, like it does, like you form your family, like you, like the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Like you will find your family. It doesn't need to be who you're surrounded by today. It doesn't need to be who you're surrounded by in five years. It doesn't need, like you will find your family. You will choose them and like they will fit right when you have made the correct choice. And part of that journey needs to focus. Like you go to the doctor for all of your life for physical anomalies. You have to do the same for inside your noggin. Like you have to, because like you are just simply not equipped to deal with the things that you think don't matter in your head. And like, you're just not equipped to deal with it and realize that like, it does matter. It does play a day-to-day effect on you. Mm -hmm. And like, if you need medication, it is not a one shot try it can take time and like, right one. yeah yeah you just gotta but, keep trying it truly the universe is so fucking weird i mean i go back to this all the time with especially with you like it's just like i've known you but we didn't actually like the universe is so fucking weird with timing but we weren't friends within the three years that we've known we've known of each other like it's like the craziest thing so like it is really just time and the right timing because people just like all of a sudden just pop up even though you've known of them for like ever and then now is the time like yep. that that moment was the time because yep. otherwise any later any earlier it would just- any earlier any later we would not have fit and instead we it was the right time and we fit you will find yeah, you will just fit. find you people find who is right for you yeah and it could be just people that you haven't talked to in forever and all of a sudden the universe mm-hmm. is like all right it's time now like you guys can yeah, here, you go. here you go here you go yep because so many friends all of a sudden after after college that we got back to there i was like oh now is the time again mm-hmm. it's just in and, and especially because like 
don't punish yourself for who you were when you were a child because like I don't care 18's legal like you're a child (laughs) and like you have to work through so much and like you were learning to be who you were in the positions that you were placed in you didn't get to choose any of that that was beautiful um you didn't get to choose any of the spaces that you filled at that age and who you were and you were trying to figure out how to deal with anything and everything that happened to you and that your brain was throwing at you on its own your brain was like everybody hates you and it's like no you're just sick and need therapy but like (laughs) don't punish yourself for who you were when you were 17 and don't you know, write off who was in your life and who was, you know, or was not in your circle or in your orbit at 17. You will be a different person at 22 and you will be a different person at 29 and you'll be a different person at 33. I haven't even gotten there yet. So I don't know. I could be a fucking bitch again at 33. Who knows? (laughs) I like to think not. So I've tried really hard. Well, yeah, you're trying really hard. So I highly doubt it. But even if you got back to that, I wouldn't. I have too much anxiety to be a bitch anymore. (laughs) I know, yeah. Um, Whereas I could not give a fuck. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, well, that was like an hour, so. Therapy! We are big mental health advocates because we know what it's like to have been, like, fucked up and, like, still be fucked up and to be trying all the time to, like, be marginally less fucked up, so not to plug my other podcast but we literally just were talking about last episode like maintaining and the the struggle of just maintaining our semblance of just anything and just turning 30 and everything um and it is just a daily reminder to just just keep going <laughs> it's just like just keep going like it'll somehow get better it'll get worse at points if today sucks go to bed at 8 p.m try again tomorrow i don't yep. tell you or just write it out until because i'm an insomniac so like just write it out (laughs) i'm not i could sleep that my my toxic trait is i could sleep for 12 hours i'm having a bad day i'll just go to bed and just i'll just stay there that's fine i got eight last night uh because i tire myself out like i do a lot to tire myself out um but again to, to to whatever point this is like just just either write it out or just go to sleep it's not that serious it's not that serious it's not that serious i mean there are points where things are serious i'm sure for many i don't know anyone's lies but like it's it'll pass it'll pass and on that note i'm done on that note go to therapy go to therapy if you haven't gone to therapy go if you've been considering going to therapy go if you think therapy's a fucking crock go to therapy <laughs> yeah those are people that need it the most for the most part uh, uh well if you Need a therapist. Like, go. subscribe, follow stuff. Like, we do shit. gameplays. We do podcasts. <laughs> we usually switch them up, but for sometimes we don't. So follow and find out. I don't fucking know. I'm not in charge of these. Bye. No, <laughs> bye. I'm done. You did it. You did it for me. Our Instagrams are on the end screen. That's it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>